Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Well, hello and a hearty welcome to our listeners around the world. I hope you are all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your host, and I am just delighted for you to join us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We have a great show today, Embracing the New, Living Each Day with Change, with our amazing guest, Melinda Kapoor, joining us from Lisbon, Portugal. Hey, Jean, this is like homecoming whenever I talk to you. All right. Well, let's talk about change. Change, it is inevitable and a natural and normal part of life. And embracing change is seeing the opportunity for self-improvement, self-discovery, and trying new things. Whether dealing with loss, moving to a new location, job change, new relationships, or recovery from addictions, we have to adapt and ultimately become more of who we really are. And I know this to be true because when I struggled with loss and change, I was miserable. And through a divinely inspired dream shared in my chapter, Coloring Life with the Spirit of Gratitude in the book, Life Sparks, Life Stories to Illuminate, Inspire, and Ignite, I told my story about how I was shown how to let go. And as we change, we build resilience. And in my article published in Savannah East, Overcoming Life Trials Through Four Pillars of Spiritual Resilience, I highlight joyful surrender, true grace, divine love, and a spirit of gratitude. And in her article, How to Embrace Change and Become More of You by Courtney Harris, she tracked her life and how her life changed with accounts of significant events. And some of her tips include name and acknowledge the changes you are experiencing. Claim your sphere of control. Separate yourself from the experience. Maintain self-care routines and rituals. Celebrate growth. Reflect on your own unique journey. And connect with your community. And our amazing guest, Melinda Kapoor, again joining us from Lisbon, Portugal. She will show us just how to embrace the new and live each new day with change. Melinda is a connoisseur of change. Despite challenges, she manages with grace and ease. And what I really admire about Melinda is that she meets life on life terms and she only sees the beauty of life. 
She sees problems as gifts and stepping stones rather than weights. And when I talk to her, she shares the beauty that surrounds her with explicit and graphic detailed descriptions while looking out of her window, the colors of the sky, the architect and design of a building, or a description of the cobblestone roads. (laughs) She is one who, who truly lives in the present moment looks for the positive in any challenge, and lives in the spirit of love. Melinda is an award-winning author and photographer drawn to capturing fleeting moments of visual layers of light. She was born and raised in California and moved to Rome in the 1980s, a move that heightened her awareness about being in the moment. She'd never been to Italy before, nor knew anyone nor spoke Italian. How amazing is that? A series of adventures eventually led her to working with semi-precious jewelry and ultimately designing her own creations and gold. And after four years in Rome, work took her to Milan, where she met her husband. And Melinda has a natural interest in people and their stories that led her to a degree in sociology from UC Berkeley and later to her work as an intercultural consultant based in Milan. She and her husband now lives in Lisbon, Portugal. She's the author of This Time, Another Place, and she has co-authored in the best-selling books, in which, again, we were both co-authors and authentic messengers in Life Sparks, Life Stories to Illuminate, Ignite, and Inspire, and Be Love, the most recent award-winning bestseller, be love, a conscious shift to birthing the future. So now I welcome Melinda to our show. Welcome, Melinda. Oh, it's so good to be with you, Jean, as always. Yes, yes. And welcome back to Love Light. And I'd like to share my condolences to you and your family in the loss of your mother. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So, Melinda, I know I shared uh, with our listeners about your journey, but can you Is there anything you'd like to highlight about your journey of change as you went through these big moves? Yes, I I like to call these big moves the things that challenge us. You know, in life, we always have decisions every day. But to me, for me, a big move is when you come to like a Y in the road, you come to a crossroads, and you have two ways you can go. You can go in the way that is more familiar, that you're more sure of, or you can go on an uncharted path, something that's completely new and you know is going to challenge you, and it's frightening because you know it's going to challenge you. And for me, my first big move, I mean, apart from going away to, to school, um, which was pretty big since I'm from a very small town, um, and that was in the Bay Area, a big move for me. But a really big move was when I moved, decided to move to Europe. And you told a little bit about that. Um, kind of what started that was my first trip to, to Europe. And it was after my father had passed away and he had wanted to take me to his Um, the homeland of his parents, which was the then Yugoslavia. And I regret now that I didn't take him up on his offer. You know, I was young and as a 22-year-old, I was more concerned with my job and and my boyfriend than traveling with my dad. And again, you know, if I could do it over, but no regrets here. Um, Mm -hmm. 
so anyway, I went the first time and I loved it so much that I wanted to go back. I was living in San Francisco um, and, you know, traveling then was not like traveling now. Yes. And we didn't have, as you know, we didn't have all of the access to, to the Internet, so we couldn't even mm-hmm. learn about places that way. I got back to San Francisco, and I looked up in the yellow pages to tell you how long ago that was. I understand. No, no Google then. And, <laughs> right. And I looked up Yugoslavia, and I found a travel agency in San Francisco, and I walked in, and he hired me right then on the spot. And within a few months, I was the manager of the agency, and I went back. Really, uh, about six months after first having been there, I went back with a group of tourists um, to Dubrovnik. And after that, I went back again. So three trips in a very short period of time, which again was was big then, at least it was for me. Um, And on the third trip, a friend of mine, a male friend, a special friend, asked me to meet him in Paris. He was going there for work. And at first I said, no, I can't. And then I started to think, well, why not? Life is short. I, I don't want to read about somebody else's adventures. I want to make my own. So I sold my car. And in California, you don't sell your car <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you're planning to make a big change. Um, I sold my car and I packed a bag and I, I went overseas. And I had a wonderful time in Paris. Um, but he went back. He had to go back to his home for, for work and his life there. And I knew it wasn't possible for me to go to go with him because as an American, and at that time, Yugoslavia was a Eastern in the Eastern Bloc. So there was really no opportunities for me there. But I decided to move to Italy. I had, um, I go a lot on feelings and sometimes, you know, I'm more of an intuitive person, not very analytical, I suppose, but... I had a voice, really. I woke up one morning while in Paris, and the, and the voice said, I woke up to this voice saying, go to Rome, which had confirmed what I had been thinking. And so I said, yeah, I'll go to Rome. <laughs> I, I took a train, and I, I there was an adventure even on the train or a misadventure when, um, um, well, I was attacked on the train en route. And I didn't listen to my inner voice because my inner voice told me, you know, don't sit here, move. But I didn't listen. It was almost like I had this conversation going on in my mind, you know, between one part saying, oh, don't be silly, you can stay awake, and the other part saying, get out now, almost shouting Mm -hmm. at me. So Mm -hmm. for your listeners, I wanted to stress, if you ever have a feeling like that, of any feeling, like not to take a street or whatever, listen to that, because it truly is our guide from above, I believe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, I get to Rome, loved it. It was so, you know, for me coming from a state where the oldest things are from the gold rush, about 18, the 49ers, 1849, I was just mesmerized by all the antiquities. I just loved it. And after four years in Rome, work took me to Milano. I decided to move to Milan in northern Italy and it's funny because sometimes you think it's it's you're moving for one reason when actually it, yes. it's a way to get you where you're supposed to be. Yes. And the first month I was there, I met my husband. So that's why I ended up being in Milan as long as I was. And it was this about a year ago. It was September of last year. He and I were out having an aperitivo in Milan, and he we kind of looked at each other and we just decided, let's change our life. 
you know, we had lived in Milan for, for me more than three decades. We raised our son there. Um, and it was home, but it was also, I mean, I had this, I had this yearning for something new and he did too. And so we decided to challenge ourselves. We thought, you know, at this point in our life, we can wait for change to come to us. And, you know, as we're, we're older, we're not retired, but I'm putting quotes around the semi-retired. Mm-hmm. Um, and he um, and I just said, let's stir our lives up. There's nothing more challenging than a new environment, a new language, a new culture. And we decided to do this. But for, for you might know this too, Portugal is on, on the list of one of the top 10 places in the world to retire. They're very open to foreigners. Um, they embrace foreigners here. There's a huge community of, of Americans. Um, there are a lot of Europeans who have moved here. The climate is is beautiful, um, and and we are we are challenged. I I when I say that the language is it's a Latin language, um, but it's not it's not I mean, for me. Look, it took me about thirty years to learn Italian, so <laughs> I find I find Portuguese a little bit more challenging. But you know. They yeah, they say in Italian, piano, piano, slowly, slowly, you know, and and it will come. It's it's just that you make an effort and people know you're trying. And I don't know. There's I think they appreciate that, too. And as having taught as part of my many um, careers in this lifetime, having taught English before, I, I would say to my students, don't worry about making a mistake. You, language is about communicating, and if you can get your thought across, even if you make mistakes, that's what it's all about. So it's just, I'm kind of the person to just jump in and do it, and here we go. So I embrace this change, and this is this is um, when you, you know, change comes in many forms. And those changes that you decide to take, like my husband and I decided for this, and then there are those changes, as you mentioned before, that just happen and you're just like, boom, you're just hit with them. And as you mentioned, you mentioned my mom and we were here literally with the movers coming the next day when I heard that my mom had had a stroke. The first stroke wasn't bad. Um, I called her up and she was in the hospital and she was laughing and she was having such a great time in the hospital and, and looking towards the nurse and saying, we're having such a great time. Aren't we having a great time? And I said, Mom, I've never heard of anybody enjoying a hospital stay. And she said, well, if life gives you sour cherries, you make a pie. Mm, and that was, gift. she said, she said, you know, it's all about your attitude towards the circumstances. So my mom was such an example that way. Mm-hmm. And and I try to remind myself, you know, it's... um. You look for the good. There's always humor in everything. I mean, you can find the humor. Um, yeah, I mean, falling down is not very humorous. But when I fell down, I actually laughed because I thought, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did this. You know, so <laughs> yeah. it's it's really is about your attitude and, and how and how you adapt to things. You mentioned adapting. It's it's so important because if you don't adapt to change, you kind of put yourself in a limbo state or it's you're stagnant in a way because you're stuck in the past. And, you you know, I went through that here. I mean, in the beginning, it was it was hard. You know, I was kind of 
I was homesick for Italy and, you know, for my friends and, you know, for a, a lifestyle that I was familiar with, a language I'm familiar with. And, but then I thought, you know, then I'm, I'm stuck in the past. So part of, of change, while it's inevitable for us in every way from morning to night, you know, it's, it's part of our life. It's, it's, we were born into change. You, you see a baby changing so much in that first year. That is what life is about. Mm-hmm. And if you can be flexible with that and then just go with it, you can't go back to the past. There's mm-hmm. no returning to it. So if you make a conscious effort of being in the present at the moment, and and for me, I'm a very visual person, it's, it's looking around and seeing what's in front of me yes. um, and being aware of that and appreciative mm-hmm. of that. There are so many, look at Jean, I'm, I'm so conscious of the time that I don't want to, I need like a, a timer here. Um, I, so you have to remind me if I'm going over. Well, what I, we do, we're going to be up for a brief commercial break. And uh, I must say that uh, you've shared a beautiful story about, you know, your own uh, change experience and your moves. And I love the analogy of you know, your the big moves as crossroads. I like that. And I love, um, you know, how you shared, you know, going on these uncharted paths and then following your intuition. And uh, uh, before we go on break, I just want to say that in terms of my experience with travels, uh, uh, staying in Malaysia, uh, uh, touring all throughout Turkey and being in Vietnam and along the Mekong uh, River, uh, going mm-hmm. to various Beautiful. villages, I um, realized, of course, I encountered uh, uh, people who we could not speak each other's language. But mm-hmm. it was, I found out that love is a universal language and we communicated and connected with our hearts. And, you know, we were laughing and just, you know, sharing food and, and you know, even though we couldn't really understand the language, but I, I, each other's language, but I learned that I said, gosh, love is a universal language. And I think we're going to, yes, yes. And when we come back, we'll talk more about how we can help our listeners get unstuck and, uh, you know, deal with this change that they're forced with, especially now with COVID. So Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's time for us to take a brief commercial break. So don't go away. We will be back with more on embracing the new living each new day with change with our amazing guest Melinda Kapoor joining us from Lisbon Portugal photographer award-winning best-selling author of this time another place co-author life sparks life stories to illuminate ignite and inspire and be love a conscious shift to birthing the future stay tuned we'll be right back Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. That's drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. Or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. 
Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love. Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. And enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Ascension expert Judy Satori's Ascension Library will activate your true soul and human potential. Access a selection of audio-based meditations, energy transmissions, and live-streamed video events. Transform your reality with popular programs, such as The Transcripts of Mary Magdalene, For Heart Opening, Beautiful, To Radiate Your Inner Beauty, and The Body Balancing and Physical Regeneration Pathway to Become More Energized. Ignite your spark and live a life of passion and purpose. Explore membership options to activate a five-day free trial. Visit ascensionlibrary.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, living in the Spirit of Love with your host, Dr. Jean Marie, coming back from commercial break. We will now continue our show, embracing the new living each new day with change with our amazing guest, Melinda Kapoor, joining us from Lisbon, Portugal. She's a photographer, award-winning, best-selling author, and author of This Time, Another Place. And Melinda, thank you so much for sharing your journey of encouragement, following your intuition, and, you know, really being in the moment and uh, also just sharing the gift that your mother gave you, really, in those uh, last days. uh, That's something to really hold on to. And thank you so much for sharing that. But Melinda, you. you know. A lot of people are dealing with forced change. Of course, now Mm -hmm. with COVID, you know, forced 
uh, change. We know that change can be a choice or it can be forced. Can you shed some light? And, and of course, many people are, are stuck uh, uh, and, um, you know, feeling this sense of loss and emotionally stuck. So how can we adapt to change and embrace the new and consciously create, you know, change and you know, how can it be enriching and joyful? So just take it away. Well, you know, as you know, change is is ever and always, and it's the only thing we can be sure of. We can't alter the fact that change is coming, but sometimes we can take control of it and give ourselves options. And I'm reminded of John Lennon's quote, life happens when we're making other plans. When something like I like, I'm going to use my mom as an example again. You know, mm-hmm. this was life. I think of change, okay, you would say death is a change, but I like to think of it as a transition. Energy yes. transfers into another form. And I felt actually privileged to, to witness, to see her interactions with, with those who have gone on ahead. And it was... Um, yeah, again, it's transition. If we can see that, we have lost. So many of us have. There's all of us. All of us in life suffer loss and sorrow. There's no one who doesn't. But when we can see that those losses are actually, I like to get and call them transitions, and yes. also everything that happens to us is for our higher self, for our better good. It's we can learn from the loss, we can learn from the sorrow, we can learn from the, the pain, we can learn from it. It's, it's when we say, what is there here for me to learn? Mm-hmm. It's some people go through life and they, they haul around their sorrow, which turns to bitterness, and mm-hmm. they can't find joy. But if you can turn that into, wow, look what I learned from this experience, look what that taught me, look at... There's, there's a gift in everything if we will allow it to mm-hmm. be seen, if we can allow ourselves to be open-minded enough to, to yeah. see it. Part of this, I'm telling people, when you feel so um, sad and this loss is to feel also gratitude that you had something, that you had something beautiful. That, and that, again, the relationship, the physical form, there's a void. I will, I've lost many people in my life and I know there's a void but the love is still there the love is there that energy is still there Um, there is a wonderful song that I came across just by my Spotify I don't know I'm always looking for songs and it's Mm -hmm. Ed Sharon and it's called um, it's a song came out four years ago I had never heard it before it's called supermarket flowers and he says something like um, a heart that's broke is a heart that's been loved and I thought that was such a beautiful thing to say. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, in, in order to have that kind of pain, you've had to have the love that was there. There's always um, a yin and a yang, a, 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 the yes. polar opposites in everything we have. You know, it's, yes. it's, it's this constant, it's, it's part of life, this, it's this pull of, and so again, um, I, I am, I grieve for everyone who is grieving, but I want to tell people just look for the joy, look for the beauty. I, I am, again, being a visual person, I find such um, beauty in that golden hour. 
And that is an hour for me of great appreciation. The golden hour is right around sunset and sunrise. It's when the the sun it reflects on things and and everything changes. The nuances of, of light changes so quickly. If you even if you live in a city and in front of you you just see another block of buildings and you can't see the sun rise or set, you can see the reflection in other windows, the windows from across the way. And it's it's amazing to me how how things can change so quickly just because of that light. And if you don't mind, I would just like to read a really short little poem for you about this. Okay, is this a poem that you authored? That I wrote, yeah. Oh wonderful. It's just a a little one. It's called 6 a.m. Early morning flight, Boston to San Francisco, as seen from the plane window before we depart, right before dawn, pink sky with indigo clouds stretched across it. Green grass and the black asphalt of the runways create horizontal lines broken only by jets taking off as they diagonally cut across the backdrop. I want to take a photo, but my phone is stored overhead I wish I had kept it with me. I want to remember everything I see. The sun rising, still out of view, shines brilliant gold rays, illuminating the pink cloud before it bursts forth in a matter of seconds. The sky looks like heaven must. I am mesmerized and grateful to witness this beauty, this sunrise on the tarmac. That's beautiful. That's it's just, really about being present, Melinda. You you do such a great job with this visualization. You capture colors, and you, it truly shows me how present you are with life. You you don't want to miss any moment, <laughs> uh, well, and I love that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, and in all honesty, I am not always present because sometimes. Yeah. I, but you know, I draw. We're I draw humans. myself. We're humans, back. right? We're humans. <laughs> I draw myself back to mm-hmm. that because exactly this this moment now is all we have. This yes. moment and this moment now is our memory tomorrow. Yes. So when you think it, that everything you are doing, the memories you make now, you're making memories now. And so you don't kind of want to blow it by being stuck in the past or being, you know, in fact, the poem I'll read at the end of the show is about that, you know, with trepidation of of things that are going to come. Because often what we fear, it doesn't materialize anyway. You know, it doesn't. You know, we can be lost in the uh, uh, past, uh, preoccupied with the future and missing the moment. And of course, as you truly acknowledged, you're not always present. N- neither am I. And I know when I'm not. <laughs> and I have to say, okay, bring yourself back. And I, you know, d- throughout the course of the day, because it keeps me uh, focused on how, how I am creating in the moment. And right. so, yeah, and I, I just love that. And then as you talked about gratitude and, you know, and, you know, a lot of people are concentrating on loss. But I think, just like you were sharing about your mom, Concentrate on love, mm-hmm. and 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 remember the love instead of the loss. It's, it's you know that can really shift our perspective and take us out of that that kind of downward spiral. Right, that's so true. Mm-hmm. And and as regarding going back to change too, I I wanted to add something. You know that it's normal to be apprehensive about something mm-hmm. that's new. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, everyone can relate to the first day of a new job or even the first day of school when we were kids. Or I remember how apprehensive I was about the first time I ever flew, you know. And Mm -hmm. so, but once we do something and it's not new any longer, it becomes more comfortable. So that's true about when you make a major change. And again, a big move doesn't have to be a physical move. But when you decide to do something that's going to challenge you along the way, you meet people and you, you know, it opens up all sorts of things. I mean, if, it, if I hadn't, if I hadn't uh, first written in that first book and which and then there was another one, another one, I wouldn't have met you, Jean. You know, yes, that journey. I, I was so <laughs> worried about putting my voice out there. Yeah, I think so, we were all young in that, weren't we? Because that's been years ago and I was too, but... You know, we were encouraged to be the authentic messenger, but carry on. But once you did, we did that, you know, yes. look at the doors that opened. The people yes. have enriched our lives have become yes. because yes. of making that first tentative step, that yes. first kind of I, fearful. Yes. I don't even like to use the word fearful, but, you know, <laughs> but that kind true. of nervous mm-hmm. step, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and it's just the rewards are so worth it. I, I love that analogy. I've used it before about jello and souffle. And I, I, kudos to the person who wrote it years ago. It must have been, you know, 40 years ago, I read it in a woman's magazine. And this woman used this analogy. And, you know, you can choose jello or souffle. And the jello is a sure, tried, true, no fail solution. But the souffle, you know, you're not sure it's going to work out. It could fail. But if it does, it's going to be so incredible and so (laughs) supreme and. And then, and should it fail, then at least you'll know you tried, you know, so that's no regrets. You don't want to get to the end of the road and say, gee, if I only had the courage to pick up bowling, I don't know, (laughs) whatever the challenge is, for me, it would be downhill skiing. But, you know, folks, I'm not doing it this lifetime. No way. (laughs) But, you know, you know, of course, I I love the adventures of life. I'm quite curious and full of wonder. So sometime I can step out with this sense of foolish change. I'm going to dare and do it because I want to experience and explore life, you know, yes. and see what's on the other side, you know. And I think even in traveling to hear the melodies of the languages, the, the different cuisines and, you know, the festivities, cultural festivities, it wakes you up to yourself. I mean, that's, really that, that's been my experience rather than being in the box. And one of the things that you mentioned that I thought was so great, as you talked about the first, I just thought, would you agree that the first is always exciting, but it comes scary. with trepidation. It comes oh, with trepidation. <laughs> it's scary the first time. Right? Oh, my gosh. I remember, yeah. I mean, the first time is really, you, you know, it's like the first day at a job, you know, you know, you're so nervous and you're just getting to know the ropes. And, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always that way. The first is always the hardest. And then the second day is better and the third day. And again, you and I both have touched on being flexible. And, and I, I've told my clients in the past with um, intercultural clients to be a willow, not an oak. Mm. The willow bends in the wind. And, you know, mm. be, be supple. If you're an oak is majestic and wonderful, but it, it's rigid. You know, you mm-hmm. have to be flexible in life. You have to mm-hmm. have a sense of humor if you go to a new mm-hmm. culture to laugh mm-hmm. at yourself. 
Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, be accepting and understand that, that things are different here. I find it very interesting that um, the differences between Portugal and Italy, because, uh, you know, things that, that I would, and even the food is different. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. seen so many kinds of peanut butter as I have in Portugal, for example. <laughs> I mean, I would ever think, you know. Um, so, but Dan, I, I wanted you asking about people dealing with sorrow um, to try to stay in the moment. I mean, we cannot bring people back. We can't, but we can love them from afar. And it has been said in my many readings, I have read that it's analogy of crossing over to the other side is they are as close to us as being in the next room. They are that close, but we are blocked by our own um, earthly perspective. You know, we only can feel or see so much in with the five senses we have. In fact, my chapter in Be Love was about this, at how close they are to us, to be open to the signs. The signs of love are there all the time, and not to, not to be, um, just to be more aware you, you. We talked about the monarch butterfly before, Jean. Yes. Remember, and I have used that analogy. It's a, a transformation, and and that's really what it is. It's energy mm-hmm. transforms into another form, and yes. the essence of the being is still there. I I think of it. I call it Earth suits. That my Earth suit looks like me, and yours looks like you. But our spirit, our essence, has to have an earth suit in, all, yes. in order to, to experience the earthly plane. That means it mm-hmm. gives us the five senses. Without this suit of clothes, our, our body, we wouldn't have the five senses. When yeah. it's our time to cross, we, yeah. we discard the earth suit. It no longer serves us. And we leave okay. to our true form. We go okay. home. Yes. This, is, this is my, I hope that this is of comfort. This is... You know, it, comforting. it gets down to belief, and I have found mm-hmm. this comforting for myself that it's just transformation. Okay, well, we're so. going. We're up for a, a commercial break shortly, and uh, you know, as you were talking about, you know, we're we're literally spiritual beings having a human experience, and you know how our loved ones are still present. And I must share, you know, I was raised by my grandmother, and uh, one. Uh, uh, evening, I went in my bathroom, and uh, uh, on the rug of my bathroom floor was a long white feather. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was told that my grandmother left that for me. So oh. I framed it, and I took a picture of it, and I put it in my book, Living in the Spirit of Love. So they are still around. Well, oh. I think we're up for a brief commercial break. So don't go away. We will be right back with more on Embracing the New Living each new day with change with our amazing guest, Melinda Kapoor, joining us from Lisbon, Portugal. She's a photographer, award-winning, best-selling author of This Time Another Place, co-author and authentic messenger in Life Sparks, Life Stories to Illuminate, Inspire, and Ignite, and Be Love, A Conscious Shift to Birthing the Future. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Ascension expert Judy Satori's Ascension Library will activate your true soul and human potential. Access a selection of audio-based meditations, energy transmissions, and live-streamed video events. Transform your reality with popular programs such as the transcripts of Mary Magdalene for heart-opening, beautiful, to radiate your inner beauty and the body balancing and physical regeneration pathway to become more energized. Ignite your spark and live a life of passion and purpose. Explore membership options to activate a five-day free trial. Visit ascensionlibrary.org. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. Dot com, or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Welcome back to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie, and joining me is our amazing guest, Melinda Kapoor. 
Joining us from Lisbon, Portugal, she's a photographer, award-winning, best-selling author, author of This Time, Another Place. She's going to share with us more about what inspired that book. She's a co-author and authentic messenger for Life Sparks, Life Stories to Illuminate, Inspire, and Ignite, and the best-selling, our our most recent award-winning, best-selling book, Be Love, A Conscious Shift to Birthing the Future. And Melinda, um, I would like for you to probably share with our listeners, what are some small steps that one can take when they're thinking about a move or a change? Well, I think self-reflection is a big part. What kind of lifestyle do you like? Are you a city person? Do you prefer the outdoors? I mean, a surfer will be happiest near the ocean, not in the mountains. Where have you always longed to go? What times in history are you the most interested in? Sometimes these can be a guidance to places you will feel comfortable in. And I think, you know, I've traveled a lot within Europe, not globally, but within Europe. And there are some places that are beautiful. I go there. Great, beautiful city. That's it. Never go back. Other places, I have to go back. So, I mean, I, I, I don't like to go into a... I just feel that there, the soul knows. The soul has, you mm-hmm. feel familiar about places. And so if you have any interest, like like I said, in history, if, if ancient Greece excites you, go to Greece. Um, those are certain draws for your personality. Also, but if you are like thinking of retiring and you go on a list, you can easily Google it, like the 10 best places to retire in the world. Some people are drawn to South America, some people to the Far East. It depends on you. And so the first step is just this self-reflection, okay. what right. you like. I love that. And I think during break, I was sharing with uh, Melinda about how when I was in the, uh, I guess, uh, about eight years old in geography class or, or whatever, uh, the teacher was talking about Malaysia, and I just felt a soul draw. I got lost in the chapter, and oh wow, the rubber tree plants and the rice fields and the, and you know, it, it was like a calling, a soul calling. And mm-hmm. wh- whoever would have thought decades later I would be invited there, and I've been there several times and invited to stay there for six months and work at the university there. And I truly felt a soul connection and things felt so familiar to me. So I love right. what you're saying about, you know, if you're drawn, follow through on, uh, with that. And you did that as well. And you never know where that will take you. And I think you yes. have a poem that you're going to share with us. Yes, right? it's, it's actually the poem is This Time Another Place. It's the title of the book. Um, I'm going to read it. This time, another place. I'm in this time, but in another place. Not here, but somewhere else. Mind far from the present. Thinking of the past. Places I've been. People I've known. With a humor and smile. Or sadness and yearning for once upon a time. Or instead of reminiscing, thoughts can drift to an unsure future. With trepidation and vast insecurity of not knowing what will come. Now is unappreciated when looking back. Moments lost because of other moments lost before those. Now is discounted by spending time in fear of time not yet here. Being aware of this tendency to be in another place is the key to peace of mind in the present. I switch my perspective to the certainty of change, 
the only constant in the ever now, as seconds fly and minutes tick, hours pass, day to night and night to day, months to seasons to years, and I find comfort in now with no regrets. Wow. I just love that. That is so beautiful. We have to look for the positive in change and know that all is for our highest good. And that's a point. Yeah. And you uh, that's from your book, This Time Another Place. Can you you share with us? You already talked about the beautiful spiritual symbolism about the monarch butterfly of transformation. Mm. Tell us about this book, what inspired it and how readers can access it. Our well, listeners can access. <laughs> I had I had been writing poems for a long time, and they were, you know, stuck in pockets and notebooks, <laughs> yeah. and were just there was no organization whatsoever <laughs> to my poems. I would pull, I understand. put my hand in my pocket <laughs> and pull out a piece of paper, and I decided you just too, to, huh? <laughs> <laughs> decided to make this little book, and it it really is about what I said before: is what you do today. The things you do today are your memories of tomorrow. And yes, that's why I have wonderful memories. I think I was very present in the moment that I was having those memories, you know, that I was making those memories. Um, So the book is really about that. This time now, but in another place, thinking of someplace else in the past, it it all kind of blurs together. It really really does. It's overlapping of time, but... If you are conscious of the now that you are thinking of the past, then at least you are um, in the present. And as for the book itself, it does have the monarch butterfly on it. It's beautiful. It's a wall. I was in Berlin and there's this little alley that artists, urban artists go to and they paint. And this beautiful monarch butterfly was there. And I, I took a picture of it. So this is a photograph. The cover is a photograph that I took. Except um, there was a poster of a, a young woman for a, that a company had put up, and uh, my graphic designer, he, you know, I said I can't use this poster because it's, it's you know, rights to somebody else, and so he, he suggested putting my own picture on the cover, which I did. So my picture actually replaces that poster, mm-hmm. and okay. there's symbolism there. Um, there are circles. The circles represent they're green and purple, and they re- represent two of my loved ones who've crossed over. I'm. I realized it took me a while to realize it, but I'm very attracted to circles. And it's just that what goes around comes around. Wow. You know, there is no end. There Mm -hmm. is no end, you know, and it's just, yeah, I think of ourselves like, like we're like circles. We overlap each other. You know, we have an orbit and my Mm -hmm. orbit has overlapped yours and we overlap and you, you are over lapping all of your listeners over the world. So it's like, we all, I just think of a, of us of encircling each other always with love if we can get to that you know we focus so much on on the division but we're all sparks of the same loving great source right and something to remember yes that is so beautiful and uh tell us you have a giveaway and how can people uh get your book is it on amazon yes it is but if if you should want to get it and you go through my website, I'd be very appreciative. Okay. All right. <laughs> because, and, and, because and what is your... Okay, my, my website is, is Melinda Kapoor, or Kapoor, it depends on Kapoor. where you are and how you pronounce it, mm-hmm. dot com. It's my name, dot com. Very cool. easy. 
And I have two giveaways. One is if you go to the page of photos, you can print out an e-card. Not print it out, but you can send an e-card to anyone you want. Uh, You just print on the photo, click the photo you want and make an e-card. And the second one is if you go to the contact page, um, I'm offering a chapter from another little book that I was part of, um, another version of Life Sparks, but it was an e-book. And this one is on the power of a compliment. And you spoke before um, about that, Jean, and I can't remember what con- about in Malaysia, how pe- you were understanding people. And this talks about how I had um, an understanding with a woman okay. in Poland that we didn't speak the same language. So well, it's all about a compliment. Thank you so much for your generosity, and thank you for joining me on Love Light today. And, of course, our listeners can tune in on demand to listen more uh, about our show today. Uh, and, and thank you, Melinda, so much. Love thank to you, Jane. Connect thank with you. you. Again. So me today we, we have really been inspired and encouraged with this empowering message uh, from Melinda and her insights about her journey on how to embrace change, see the gifts and opportunities and challenges. And uh, even in her book, uh, This Time, Another Place, that the significance of, of change and the monarch butterfly being the symbol of transformation. That is so empowering. So let's embrace change and see the gifts and opportunities and the challenges and take advantage of uh Melinda's generous offerings and access her book on Amazon. Tune in next week for our show, Find Healing with Aloha, with our guest, Deslin Joake from Hawaii. Send me your insights from our shows and Love Light practice exercises that are posted each week on the blog page of my website, www.jeanferrisjourney.com. Com. You can email me your insights and even insights about our Love Light shows at gene72farish at yahoo.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon. And you can also visit my additional website, drjeanmariefarishconsciousloving.com for more insight. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. You know, loss and change is a reality of life. It may not be easy, but it is truly an opportunity for personal growth and spiritual development. I will close our show today with the words of wisdom by Kalidasa. And in his poem, The Salutation of the Dawn, he speaks to the heart of being present in life. Look to this day, for it is life, the very life of life. In its brief course, like all the rarities and realities of your existence, the bliss of growth, the glory of action, the splendor of achievement, for yesterday is but a dream, and tomorrow is only a vision. But today, well lived, makes every yesterday a dream of happiness, and every tomorrow a vision of hope. Look well to this day. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your host for Love Light coming to you from Voice America. And until we meet again, remember, an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in.
Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.